Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Uh, hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. And um, happy July 4 for those of you that are listening. Um, right now, it's not July 4 where I am, so I'm talking to you from the past to the future, so I think that's kind of cool. But for today's episode, um, I have a very, very, very special guest. And before we start, since this guest is so special, I want all of us to take a moment and take a breath together. And I want to invite the guest, um, and I'm not going to say her name yet. Yes, she's a female. Um, so take a deep breath so then we can get started and then roll with it. So if you're driving, don't close your eyes, just breathe. Um, but if you are staying still, I will invite you to close your eyes, sit down, relax your shoulders, and then just take a deep breath. So inhale. Hold it. And let it out slowly. Excellent. So this guest, uh, she is my best friend, like my best, best, best of all best friends. Um, I know her for now seven years. She came into my life in one of the hardest times of my life, um, but also the best time of my life because it was so challenging that it pushed me to change. Um, she, at the beginning of my journey, was my, my first mentor in the world of spirituality, crystals, oracles, medicines, I mean, you name it. Uh, she is from Brazil, Sao Paulo. Um, she's like my older sister, um, sometimes I feel like we're like the same age. It's kind of funny and interesting. Our lives are very parallel in a way. Uh, sometimes we come together, sometimes we come apart, we come together, we come apart, but we both thrive for the same purpose. Uh, I believe that is to be the best version of ourselves. So then, uh, we can inspire others to do the same. Um, and I brought her to, uh, traditional medicine with Shaman Flora, because her journey with plant medicines is, is similar and different to mine. Um, she is from Brazil, as I said, and she has worked with um, the tribes of Brazil to work with a medicine that we talk about a lot here on the podcast, um, a traditional medicine called uh, ayahuasca. And then she also has experienced rape and or rape or hape whatever you kids call it nowadays, uh, and then also Campbell, but from the, from the Brazilian side. So when I talk about ayahuasca, I talk about it from a place of Peruvian tradition. When I talk about Campbell, I talk about Campbell from the Peruvian side, and we have yet to be able to talk about rapé. I haven't brought it to, to our space just yet, but I guess today will be maybe that day. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see how that goes. So with all that being said, and then she has like a crazy curriculum. Like she knows from like heart math to um, working with the seasons of nature from like mediumship. I mean, she has an overload of knowledge that is incredible, incredible. Um, so when I invited her here today, I was like, there's so much that we can talk about. And I was like, what should we talk about? And I figure um, to start with uh, will be very fitting for the podcast to start with earth medicine, because that's what we talk about here the most, even though all of them are earth medicine, but specifically to Amazonian um, jungle uh, plant medicine and also animal medicine, right? Um, so her name is Gabriela Menegeci, a.k.a. Babes 
for me. Uh, and also, or Gabby too. There is also that, but that's her name. And yeah, is can I call you babes on, on the podcast? It's like, it comes so organic. Like I was going to say Gabby and I'm like, I can't, it's hard for me to call you Gabby. It's easier for me to call you babe. So I don't know. Is, is that okay? Or do you want me to call you Gabby, Gabriella? How do you want me to call you uh, in this episode? Come on. <laughs> it's I mean, I don't know. <laughs> We're having a conversation here. The world, the world is going to know <laughs> that I call you babes. <laughs> I mean, I yell babes from across the street. All the listeners are going to Hi, that is babes. true. That is true. That's like our name. Hi, Hello, babes. How are you? <laughs> I am so happy that this is happening. Um, I feel like we are in our, you know, we are in the summer in July. We are currently in spring, but we're about to enter the summer when this episode comes out will be the peak of summer. But I feel like our encounter and this episode is like the culmination of our autumn, our autumn personal season, which is the celebration of all the transformation, all that we have lived, especially since we've both met each other in this past, you know, seven to eight years now. So I thank the creator for bringing us together in this moment uh, so that we can co-create an inspiring conversation and one that truly elevates, you know, everyone's connection with nature, which is really part of the essence of my mission, the essence of my work to elevate nature connectedness, which is an individual's sense of their relationship and identity with the natural world, with earth really. Um, and I do that by guiding people through all their seasonal living, like you mentioned, and expanding the self-knowledge, cultivating the collective coherence, which, you know, when we connect with earth, we're really connecting with humanity, with the animals, with the entire plant and elemental kingdoms. So um, what a beautiful a topic for us to share and, and co-create. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, to start with, I, I would like, if possible, for you to share with the listeners and also whoever is watching this, um, a little bit about your background. I mean, I told them that you are from... Um, Sao Pablo, and right now you're currently residing in San Francisco. So, so you know, how do like your journey? How did like you started there, and now here you are in in Sao Pablo, and and I mean in in San Francisco. I'm sorry, and you have all of this journey, right? That that transcended uh, to where you are today, and within that journey, how? How did you find plant medicine? And do you remember when you heard the calling? Mm. Well, I think to, to get to the calling, I got to say that, um, so my upbringing, you know, I was raised Catholic. Uh, I went to a Catholic school. And um, when I was 13 years old, um, I'm 39 now, um, I had my first spiritual awakening, which was when my cousin, he was 23 at the time, graduating as a dentist, and um, he had a car accident and he passed away very suddenly. And his death was the experience, my first encounter with a deep grief, deep emotional grief of my family. And in my family, I was already in touch with uh, Umbanda, which is a Brazilian spiritual religion that really cultivates the relationship with the gods and goddesses, the deities of nature. 
And some of my uncles um, are uh, mediums within that religion. And my mom and my father and anyway, many people in my family work in spiritual centers there. And um, so when my cousin passed, I was encountered with like this incredible um, grief of my family, which led us to connect even deeper with Umbanda because in one of the centers, they predicted my cousin's death, basically. And that really called my attention and said, wow, this thing is for real. You know, I tip it told that space, uh, the natural space, uh, but from that moment on, I really went deeper into receiving the calling to study spirituality. And in my weekly studies, we would work with different plants. We would work with rue, was one of my favorite allies. Rue is a plant that helps detoxify the auric field to protect you. Um, and many different others, you know, bath of white roses, um, salt is a great cleanser. And, um, and that became just part of my, my day-to-day life, actually, my weekly life, my ordinary life, you know, um, having baths and, and um, um, cultivating certain medicinal herbs and plants And from there, I actually had one of the lines of Umbanda is the caboclos, which we call it the, you know, the Oshasi in Umbanda, which is the the people from the forest, the people from uh, the jungle, those who are there guarding and those who know about also the plants, um, the medicinal plants. Um, and there is this very special woman uh, that is an Ogun, who was one of my mentors too. Ogun is the person who are who is born with the wisdom of the plants. Um, so that you know, since very young, uh, plant medicine in that form was very much in, present in my life. And I was always, you know, also in school growing up we were taught terribly about indigenous culture and who indigenous people are. Um, We are uh, kind of infused with fear-based beliefs about the Amazon rainforest, that it's so dangerous to be there, so stay away from it, right? All All results from colonialism and, you know, all of the massive genocides that happened and abuse that happened of all, you know, I'm I'm speaking from the Brazilian uh, indigenous people, which I know the history more deeply, but I know this has taken place in all over the world, right? So I feel like from there, there was a seed that got planted from my practices in Umbanda and this desire of always getting to know um, an indigenous, you know, a village or meet with a real shaman, you know, a real page um, from the Amazon. And many, many years later, you know, it was in 2019 uh, that I was intuitively guided to an event that took place, it's an annual gathering that took place upstate New York. Uh, And I, it was a series of synchronicities that got me to, um, including an intention to reconnect with my Brazilian roots, because at the time I was already 10 years uh, living outside of Brazil and was really losing my ties and my connections with my roots. And one of my intentions was to cultivate that again, but from a place of origin, from a place of really reclaiming the power that Brazil was rooted in. And that's when I was guided to attend this gathering, annual gathering. Um, And that gathering united 
40 plus elders from indigenous people and cultures of all over the world. And three of them were Brazilian indigenous uh, people. They were the Ashaninkas, they were the Uniquin, and they were the Yawanawa. And my very first plant medicine from the forest uh, that I received um, from a pajé, from a shaman, was the hapé uh, from Matsini Yawanawa, who is the spiritual leader of his people and the chief of Mutum village. And then from then on, I <laughs> fell in love. You know, it just, that fire that was already being asked to be rekindled about my roots and, you know, my connection with Brazil just got fired up. And very soon after I was sitting with uh, Mother Ayahuasca and, um, and then going down to the village uh, in Acre State in the west side of the Amazon rainforest, very close actually to the Peruvian, um, you know, Brazil-Peru uh, borders there. And that's when I had my first spiritual diet there. Um, and really, um, it's, it's, a, it's a one way pathway for me, and uh, it just expands and deepens my studies from there. Nice. Wow. Tell us a little bit more about your experience with rapé. Rapé is such an interesting medicine. I, I don't know if I told you this, but I just recently did a rapé ceremony in Salt Lake with a, a friend. Um, I was I was having a pretty intense night and I was about to go to bed and I was like super stressed out. And my friend was like, don't go to sleep like that. And he's like, do you want some rapé? And, you know, I don't work with rapé much, but I was like, whatever. I was like, yes, let's do it. Like, I can't go to sleep like that. And I had the most interesting experience with rapé that I've never had in my life. And it was very psychedelic. It was very, very psychedelic. It didn't last long, but I, kn I never knew that rapé could do something like that. So, like we sat in front of each other, like, you know, he brought his, the rapé that he has. He gave me a lot of rapé. I've never been served that much. It was kind of like, like a handful. Like it was like, like this, it was a lot of rapé. He was like, how much do you want? And I was like, I don't know. It's like, okay, I'm intuitively going to decide. And so we like set our intentions. We did the whole thing. Right. And then he like did the, the thing. Blah, blah, and then he asked me, This was the interesting part. Also the way he did it. Nowhere ever have done it like that to myself. He's like, take a deep inhale and hold. And then he blow. So like when he blow, he went in. And soon as he went in, I just enter another dimension. It was like, like I was in another place. And then when he did the second one, he did the second one and then the same thing. And it just amplified it. And I was so still that it felt like ayahuasca in a way. Like I was, I was inside this feel that I could like communicate with other entities in another space. And I became one with everything around me. So I'm really curious to know what was your experience? because you said that like you have perch and that people perch with rapé, but I personally have never perched like, I cried, but not like vomit or anything like that. But, you know, rapé, from my understanding, is is very grounded in Brazil. Like in Peru, they, they, they sell it, but Brazilians kind of like dominate the medicine of the rapé. It's like from Brazil. So can you share a little bit about that and your experiences and, and what is the spirit of rapé? Yeah, oof. <laughs> Hape is a very tough medicine to, you know, receive, to work with. Um, and I can only speak, I think any, any medicines, um, I can only speak from my studies within the Yawanawa tradition. 
and what I learned from my teachers, um, you know, from Matsini, from Husharu, his sister, uh, who was, you know, the very first uh, female shaman alongside her sister Putani, um, and some of the youth, the, the young leaders too, uh, that are, you know, rising and, and helping us learn even more within their own studies. So hape is um, actually the key medicine within the Yawanala tradition. And hape was a medicine that only the shamans were um, allowed and um, made use of. Uh, hape is, was done and still is actually done to uh, perform very deep healing um, rituals and ceremonies. It is through the force of hape that the healing you know, goes through the shaman and um, lands on the person's body. That is to say physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual, of course. And um, um, hape is um, made of two plants. It is the tobacco leaves. When they dry um, on, you know, under the sun um, and automatically they capture all that, you know, sunlight force. So there is a fire element already infused in it. Um, and it's also made of tsunu bark, um, the ashes of this tsunu tree, uh, which is a very fine and white powder ash. Um, so when you dry the leaves of tobacco and then you have the ashes of this sacred tree, uh, that's, uh, you know, and then you go through a process of, uh, refining, you know, like, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name now, but it's, um, uh, there's this instrument where you put all the elements in and you just pound it, um, um, it's not grinding it, but it's, you got to make it into a powder form. It's like a stone, like a stone grinder. It can be a metal one too, uh, but it's like this tube, this pipe where you put all the elements in and then there's this metal that you just keep pounding it until it all becomes a fine powder. And then from there, you have this very fine net uh, that you put above a bowl and you just slide your hand so it, it can go through that, you know, that, that net and then falls into very, very, very fine. So there's no, you know, because when you're, it's this, it's this nuff, right? So, so you have to like sniff that powder and if the finer it is and the drier it is the easiest is going to be for us to receive mm, it i see um there is a whole process to it and like any medicine the the making of hape is extremely important so there's always singing as it is, you know, the, uh, the sacred psyche, the sacred chants and the prayers that the Yawanawa are so well known for all around the world. That's their, you know, the voice, the, the, it's really their, their power, their gift. Um, and there is the intentions uh, that are placed into it, the, the positive thoughts. And that actually, just as a side note, should be like, anything we do, right? Our food is medicine. Um, the way we go about cultivating the plants in our house are medicine. So just like making a very strong sacred medicine is hape, it is like carrying the same philosophy as they teach us in everything we do in life. And then the there is like this feminine energy that is made by the women. There is the, you know, masculine grandfather energy that are made by the men. And, but really like what you see out there nowadays, like hape of cacao, hape with cinnamon, hape with whatever herbs, that is so white people, the Nawaz, as they say, 
white people doing stuff that really isn't it, right? You're mixing spirits and making use of it without even knowing what it is. So um, that's why they're going out of the forest and into the white world, the Western and Eastern worlds, to teach us how to proper work with these medicines and help us in cultivating relationships with it, which is really a blessing. So one thing that you mentioned um, about how much the person that was serving you hape um, put in your hand, and also that the two instruments that you can use to receive hape are the kuripi, which is usually a self-applicator in a V form, can be made of many things, um, and a tipi, which is the long one-way um, instrument, um, kind of like a, a, a half moon type of shape uh, where someone blows in one end and then the receiver's nose is in the other end. For those who don't know how, you know, never heard of how to receive hape. And, uh, and those instruments are also done in ceremony, right? Because the energy that the person, the, the prana, the life force energy that the person that is serving, that is blowing into you, your spirit, your body goes through this instrument. So it carries all the energy that was put into it and then lands on the person receiving it. And that doesn't happen once, it happens twice, as you said, which is double hard uh, because you gotta do, you, you must complete both nostrils. It's one at a time and you must complete both uh, because that is the process of receiving the medicine as many other religions. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know the answer to it, but it's just, I'm very curious. I have so many questions. Um, <clears throat> Um, the, the, t the tepi, that's how you call it, right? The long one, the tipi, the tipi, um, the, uh, the tipi that is double, you know, like they have like double tipi that is like the two nostrils at the same time. Is that traditional or is that something that it was made by the Y people? That is I not knew it. I knew it. That is not traditional. And I was going to share something that is probably related to it. It's because in many cultures and religions, we know that there is a flow of feminine energy and there is a flow of masculine energy that enters and leave our body. And it's no different from our nostrils. There are channels for that type of energy, right? So one side is feminine, the other side is masculine. And when you do both, you balance it out. Now, I can actually ask my teacher about doing both at the same time. Um, in the Yawana tradition, I know we, they don't do that. And also because it's super hard already to receive one side. Can you imagine both together? Oof. I know I got to blow my nose here because I feel like there's happen in my nose right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, a pretty, it's a really powerful plant. I mean, not plant, but, but um, medicine is like, yeah, it's especially, especially what you said, like, right. Cause now they make, they make them with like, with chitty or like they put other, like people put other plants in it. They're not supposed to. Um, and, and just alone, I mean, mapacho alone, mapacho alone is a very, very, very strong plant. I mean, um, I don't know if you have heard of mapacho diet, but people die in mapacho diets. Like if you are doing a mapacho diet and the person that is giving you this diet doesn't know what they're doing, they can actually kill you. So mapacho diets and mapacho purges are super, super, super like delicate because your heart can actually stop beating because it's so strong. So you got mapacho and then you have the bark of a tree. And for what I have learned from my teachers is when we work with trees, there's so much stronger to work with than it is to work with a leaf or with a flower um, or with a branch, right? Like the barks and the roots are like la coreza, right? Like like the, the, the shell of the tree. So they're hard. So when you mix them both, <laughs> you have a knockout. 
Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to sidetrack us, but I want to say something because what you shared about the trees is super important. In a parallel study that I'm doing, which is also plant medicine, but in a such a subtle form, I mean, if you are scared of diving into plant medicine, florals of the Amazon, which is one of the medicines that I work in my mentorship and my journeys, uh, is uh, which is very much similar to the Edward Bach florals. In that study, there is the different classification of the forest and the, the, the trees, the great trees of the virgin forest, right? They are, uh, they are the, the, the spirits that will teach you and connect you uh, to the origin of your being, uh, so they will go the deepest because they capture the first codes that come from the cosmic field and they bring all the way down, of course, through the other, you know, the vines and the bushes and the fungi, all the way down to the roots. So the roots receive all the information that happens in the forest and the bark you know, is the one that runs the entire information through the forest. So, yeah, it's a lot that to work with those type of plants. Um, but what I want to say, too, is uh, two things. One is how to serve uh, and uh, so that people who are interested in, you know, consecrating this, this medicine are aware of. Uh, how to choose someone, you know, to, to be served and how to take hape if you're applying yourself. Everybody take your pens and your, and your notebooks. Cause Gabby's about to give us some, some gold information here. I don't know about you, but I want to write this down. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so there is, and again, this is within my, uh, dear Yawanawa tradition. That's my school. You must go through a hapa initiation in order to serve somebody. Let me tell you, the initiation, it is like dying. <laughs> Did you know that last year someone died in LA? Misuse. In a hapa initiation? The medicine is here to heal, not to kill. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it wasn't the medicine, but like the person, like it, the medicine is so strong, right? Like the medicine is so strong and you need to be mentally, physically, and spiritually ready to receive that calling. It's like, it's something that it should never be taking for granted or toy or play with, but continue. Oh, I cannot walk you through an initiation because I have not done one. And I think only doing it that you can truly walk through it, but I can tell you from, from a viewer's perspective. <laughs> That's what I meant. Can you tell us about it? So uh, I have watched a few of them to know that I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, um, wow. Well, uh, let me just put it out there. Hapé is the hardest medicine, in, you know, out of the medicine forests for me to work with. It's the hardest. I can drink a liter of uh, uni, which is ayahuasca in Yawanawa language. But hape is, I'm very, extremely sensitive. And my teacher talks about it. He said, there are some people that are extremely sensitive to hape. And uh, at the very end of my diet, and during my diet, I actually went through my menstrual cycle. But I'll, I'll come back to the initiation just for a second. I just want to say this. And he did say that there are people that are very sensitive. And at the end of my diet, um, he said, it is not about the quantity. Many people who start this journey think about having hape every day will strengthen their hape muscle. No, it doesn't. Uh, that uh, if you have more hape, uh, the experience is stronger. No, it is, it is not true. That the strength of hape can make you feel this or that more powerful. It is not true. It depends on how the medicine was made, the intention of those who made. That's what makes a good medicine. And how you also store your medicine uh, and how you... Uh, cultivate your relationship with the medicine. That's what matters. 
not the amount of, you know, and the intention in your heart, the purity of your humbleness, of your uh, connection, your openness to receive the, me the medicine as it comes. And yes, you must direct it with an intention. You want to say medicine, like this is where I want you to help me uh, work through, heal through, right? But the medicine will do its own job once you place it, um, your intention. So the initiation is um, you must go through a very, very strong blow. And that's another thing. It's not necessarily about the quantity because in the Yawa tradition, Yawanawa tradition, you choose the quantity. They place the hapa in their hand and they ask, is this what you want? And if you want less, you ask them to take out. If you want more, you ask them to put a little bit more. And knowing that whatever is in their hand, they are going to split in half. So that half goes through one nostril, the other half goes to the other nostril. You are responsible for what you want, for what you ask, and for what you take in any Yawanawa ceremony. That goes for uni, that goes for ayahuasca as well, and any other medicine, by the way. So uh, when you take in the blow, which also they ask, do you want a light blow, a medium blow, a strong blow, or initiation strong blow? And when you're doing an initiation, you must talk to the shaman that will initiate you to it. Not any person, uh, a shaman. <laughs> um, and they will talk to you and perhaps support you in refining why is it that you want. Uh, and they will fill, fill it out and connect with the medicine themselves in order to conduct the initiation, but basically it's like a very powerful blow that 99.99% will take you down. And you do that with your own TP. You must have a TP to be initiated in, and that's going to be the TP that you will use to serve Hape to other people. And when you receive both blows, you must, you must hold the TP at all times for as long as this initiation lasts. And I've seen it last for two hours and I've seen it last for six hours. And the person was out shaking, white, losing their shit or shitting themselves. It was like, like, it was insane, like the person was having a convulsion or something, but that was the process of initiation. And of course, like any experience, I'm saying this not to scare you, but to scare you so that you take it that serious. <laughs> because, you know, if somebody went through that, it's because they really felt the calling to go through it and survive that, you know, um, because that can mess you up if you're not in the right place. And it's not the shaman's responsibility. It is ours for asking it. Um, and, um, and, you know, so um, there, it's a big responsibility when you blow hapet into somebody else. So it is a strong initiation to go through. And there is only one thing, um, even if you're not doing an initiation, but I have seen that being used in initiations, um, that can lower the force of hape. Only one thing, it is water. You go and plunge the river, you go into a shower, you must just wash yourself with water. That helps, depending on how strong the force is, that can help. I have used that once, um, and it really helped. But... Um, but there is nothing that can lower. Hape can lower the force of ayahuasca uh, or rays as well. Uh, but uh, hape cannot be, you know, controlled by any other medicine except, you know, the big water can uh, soothe um, the force a little bit, the sensation of it, keep you awake. And then the other thing I want to talk about is how to take hape if you're applying yourself or if you're actually receiving as well. It's the same drill. 
Well, first, um, you, and it was so beautiful because I learned this. Um, I was very scared of applying, um, you know, um, self-dosing hape uh, because of how sensitive I am. So I always wanted to have someone around me when I was um, receiving it uh, from somebody else. And, uh, and the first time was in the ceremony. I had a conversation with the fire. I felt the grandfather spirit of hape near me and said, you must learn now. So a dear friend of mine in Brazil uh, taught me how to self-apply. You choose how much you want to apply, and then you split that amount in your hand in half. You're going to insert wherever, you know, the curipe, the instrument of self-application is in V form. Usually there is a thinner pipe with, and a longer one, which, is, which goes in the nose, and then a thicker pipe and a shorter one that goes in your mouth. Um, you insert the hapet where the nose um, pipe is, and then you place it in your mouth, and then you lightly touch, like kind of like pushing your nostril, like opening your nostril with the curipi, so that you have a little bit of space, you have a little bit of space so that, you know, the pressure of the air can come out. And, and you probably, when you blow, you're probably going to see some of the, the hape being blown out. And when you blow, which you're gonna find your own strength of blow, right, with time, so when you're ready, you know, put hape in front of your heart, set your intention, um, ask for what you, you want the medicine to work with, and then take a deep breath, actually, before you blow, take a deep breath, close your breath, do not breathe anymore, hold, like, hold the breath for real, blow it, don't breathe in and then feel the medicine entering, still holding your breath, and slowly, like connect with your heart, slowly exhale out through the mouth, and slowly inhale back, just so that you have enough oxygen to stay calm during the experience. And by doing that, you regulate your breath because sometimes the experience can really like pop up your ears or have sensations in your brain or in your sinus because hape is also used to clear the sinus. It's a great medicine for that. When I'm when I have a flu or I rarely do, but when I do and have like congested nose, hape is my best friend. And slowly regulate your breath and don't take too long, you know, maybe two breaths just so that you can like receive it and then just put the rest of hape that you have it in your hand through the nostril pipe again. Slowly breathe in, hold the breath, blow it, receive it, slowly breathe out and then regulate your breath only through the mouth. Do not try to breathe in through your nose. I have done it, of course, got to learn the hard way. If you do that, all the, the, the hape powder that is in your nostril uh, channel will go through your throat. And that's when you start to gag. That's when you start to cough. That's when like the sensations, the, the discomfort will take you out of your experience, actually, because hape will start to go down your throat and you can't swallow that. You know, it's a very painful experience. Um, so uh, that's how you avoid um, and you allow it. And, you know, um, I've asked is like, how long do I hold hape in? It's up to you, you know. Some people never blow, like pages, rarely blow their noses. Um, 
they can tell an entire story with Hapé inside. Um, and, you know, like, are you really breathing? You know, yeah, they are. Uh, but <laughs> but um, it's really your experience. And then once you feel like you got to, you know, breathe out, it's one of the best. It's actually my favorite part is blowing my nose because then, you know, part of the Hapé comes out, your um, respiratory, you know, channels are clear, you have a clear mind and all of the goods of your own um, relationship and your own healing um, is kind of elevated from that point on. So, um, yeah, that's what I can share. <laughs> oh, sorry. One more thing. This is the self-application. If you're receiving from someone, it is even more important that you do not breathe out through your nose. Why? Because otherwise the hape that is inside the TP, the pipe that the person is blowing from the other side is going to go back to their mouth. And that experience, my friends, if the person is in a ceremony and they're in the force of the, of the ayahuasca, of the uni, and they're serving multiple people, that is not a pleasant experience to go through. So be mindful uh, because, you know, uh, you can ruin someone else's experience as well if you're not aware of how to properly receive it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Question for self-application. Is it okay if the person hasn't been initiated? Is that is that fine? Yeah. Okay. And and then um, you said at the beginning that um, hape was something that only the, the shamans, a.k.a. the pages, that's how they call them in, in Brazil, uh, were doing it. Do you know why were the only why, why back then they were the only ones that could do rabe? Um, I believe because uh, these medicines are very, very strong and they are they were received for the conduct uh, uh, the conduct conduction of um, healing work. So it was not anybody, uni ayahuasca was also only, you know, um, used by shamans back in the day. So just like any a medicine that the spiritual world um, awakened us to, um, that's usually how they come to our life. Um, our humanity life is through the shaman, through the healer. And uh, for those, for the listeners and also myself, because I don't know this, you said that it's really important um, how we store uh, the hape. So how do you store the hape? So it, is, it conserves the, the shelf life, right? Like, because for example, Cambo, Cambo is, is you got to store it in, in, a, in a dark place, Right. Like if you put it out in the sun, it will lose the potency. The venom will lose the potency. Um, but if you keep it like a store in, in the darkness, uh, it can last for years, like 10 years. Um, so what about? Hapen? Yeah, um, I was actually reaching back here to get it. Um, and it's been wanting to come out. So in Yawanawa, they have... Um, these containers, which is called muti, muti, M-U-T-I. And uh, the mutis, they are, they can be made of plastic, they can be made of glass. They are containers that you can put the hapet in. And uh, it, yes, it is good to keep them away from number one, humidity. But if you live in a place where it's very humid, um, one of the things that you can do is kind of like lay them on the sun. Uh, just put it on a, on a metal tray, you know, uh, kind of shake the, the tray so they're even uh, spreaded and uh, leave in the sun, under the sun for a little bit in a place where it's safe. It's not, you know, it's not going to pick up any other types of energy. Um, I have a, a, like a probably a two year old because this hape was from my diet. So uh, it has two years already. And my uh, teacher said, I asked that question and he said, 
Rapé won't, you know, it might, it might feel a little weaker, um, but it's the spirit. It won't change. You just need to uh, be careful with humidity because the longer it stays uh, in one place, it might kind of like, you know, become a little um, hard and humid. Um, yeah. Then I have the curipi here. This one, I made this one, but um, not my favorite curipi, but this is what I was talking about. So the nostril and then the, the mouthpiece. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Well, that was very educational, Gabby. Thank you. Uh, I don't know much about this medicine, but is is the the few times that I have encountered, it has taught me wonderful wonderful lessons. And and more than anything, its power is extremely extremely powerful. Definitely not a medicine to take lightly. I mean, honestly, all these Amazonian. Uh, plants none of them are to to take lightly right their their spirit their wisdom their strength um you know what i tell people all the time on the podcast is we tend to romanticize this this place and and we forget that is survival of the fittest um right is 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 not you know like i was talking to 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 gonzalo my partner and we thought last week that we had a jaguar in the jungle because there was like all these weird noises happening around the tambos and and we're trying to figure it out what was going on uh so i was talking to to the people that live there and and there was like Jimena, yeah we don't know what's going on so he said oh if the jaguar comes to me like i'll i'll handle it and i told him i said it is funny but these animals are wild animals, right? Like we see wild animals in the zoo and they're not wild animals. The way they look at you, the way they feel, there's no, you can't, you don't feel fear the way that you do when you encounter one of these animals in the middle of the forest. It's a completely different experience. When I encounter that that snake in, in my room, I remember that like the level of fear that I felt, I have never felt fear like that with a snake. And I have hold snakes. I have been around snakes. I'm not afraid of snakes, but it wasn't that I was afraid of the snake. I was afraid of the wild energy that the snake had to um, expel out of her body to create a defense mechanism for her because she felt as equally as afraid of me as I did of her. So, you know, all of these animals, all of these um, creatures, spirits, right? They, they coexist within the same ecosystem. So it is an ecosystem that is beautiful, but is, is, is also very deadly in so many ways um, that the creatures that reside in it, like spirits, they're, they're, they're neither evil or good they're just spirits that teach lessons from their own consciousness to us, how we interpret them. That's completely up to us. Um, so yeah, thank you so, so much. And, and, and thank you to the spirit of Hape, because as you were talking about it, I could feel the taste of it in my throat. I'm like, I was like, why am I feeling like I just had some hape? So yeah, totally. And you know, one of the funniest things it is that um, I also heard uh, my teacher sharing about it is, you know, everybody kind of complains how, especially if you're starting, how tough it is to work with this medicine. Some people love it. If you, if you have no problems with tobacco, especially with mapacho, like you fly through. But if you if you are sensitive, it's tough. And he said, this is such a tough medicine to receive that even the uh, the smell or the way it works, right? The the pressure, the power, how he arrives, even the 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 obsessive the 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 negative or the the lost spirits that are around us want to get away from you because it's that you know shitty for them <laughs> it's that, that strong it is it's really that difficult strong. for yeah. them as, as well so 
you know, rapé can also helps uh, to clear sinus, to clear your mind, to help you gain more focus, uh, but also is a very protective medicine uh, to work with. Um, if you're going yeah, on a long it's journey, just... it's, it's in diets is very much used. That's beautiful. I, I thank you for that. That's really, really good. Yeah, I have, I have swallowed my fair share of happy. <laughs> Uh, cause I'm in it and like my mouth is like full of it and I don't want to get out of where I am. So I just swallow, I just, whatever, I'm just going to swallow it. So, so I have swallowed my first share of happy. Well, I mean, this is all the time that we had, but it's, it's so wonderful how, you know, the intention was to talk about something else, but we end up talking about what we needed to talk about within the context of that. So that was, that was really wonderful. And it's always interesting to see for me how um, the conversations that I have with my guests are so tailored to their presence, their experience and their being. Um, so this was like perfect uh, for, for us and for you to talk about this medicine because I don't think I know anyone else better than you to speak of this medicine. Uh, you have such a, such a deep respect for it. I mean, the few times that we have talked about it and you share your stories and, and you have work with it. I still have the, the, the one that you gifted me from the jungle and who boy, uh, I think I've only used that twice. Uh, and just like a tiny little, cause every time I take it is like, like someone blow, uh, a fire hose at my nose for sure. Very, very, very strong medicine. So thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure that the listeners will enjoy and learn a lot about this medicine that is being so strongly misused by the community. Uh, so, so misused that I think it's important to also bring awareness to something that people don't mm -hmm. understand. Yeah. And if, you know, if you, you're listening to this and feel called to connect, to learn more, I would say go to the source. I mean, I can I serve as a bridge for people, especially here in the United States and some locations in Brazil. I serve as a bridge for them to arrive in a location in the village with the you know right indigenous people to learn from the source, from a place that is secure, that you know it's not about taking your money. It's actually about teaching. It's about the healing. Uh, it's about the joy um, of healing as well. Um, so I'm organizing this year again. Um, I took, you know, groups last year. This year we have the incredible festival, the Mariri, the traditional festival that they have different um Uh, activities, the traditional dances, the ceremonies, many things happening in probably early September around that. There we're confirming the dates, um, taking a group then. Uh, we have a women's retreat coming up as well, either in August of, or November. We're, we're raising funds to build a traditional Yawanawa school so that the culture, the arts, the language don't get lost, which almost did uh, not too long ago. Um, and uh, yeah, so connect and uh, reach out to me at the Seasons of You on Instagram or the Seasons of my website, which I am currently, you know, working on it and building it but by the time the episode is out it will be out and i'm here to support and serve and encourage you to listen to your heart if now it's the time to work with hape or uni ayahuasca or any other medicine uh, which there are so many the florals of the amazon um, i'm here to support to serve as a bridge and guide for you Thank you. Thank you, Jimena. Thank you, Hape, for allowing all this information to flow through me. Thank you, the creator and the guardians of the forest and my teachers uh, for all the guidance.
Beautiful. Well, everybody, you just got just just heard what Gabby said. So if you want to learn more about her, follow her in her social media or her website. And um, yeah, and then uh, as she said, um, you guys know that we always asked our guests to give some sort of homework or something for you guys to 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 do for the next week until the next episode comes out. And she just said, follow your heart be in your heart um, and work from a place of heart. Remember, we create with the heart, we execute with the mind. That is like the combo that you want to walk your life with. Remember, when we execute from a place of heart, the outcome is always positive. When we execute from a place of the mind, there's always a positive and negative outcome. Uh, That is like my rule of thumb. Like when something comes into my life and I create, if, if there is a negative outcome, uh, I just check in and I ask myself, how come I didn't let from the heart what happened there? Um, so yeah. So thank you again, Gabby, for being here. Hopefully this will be the first one of many. So then you can come and share more about your experiences and the medicines that you work with, um, to help the collective. And again, guys, thank you so much. Always leave comments, um, opinions, let us know what you think. Uh, what do you want to hear next? Um, and then see you next time. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine. 